Section 137 of Loss of the Sultana by Chester D. Berry. This LibriVox recording is in the public domain. Section 137. Nathan S. Williams. I enlisted in the service of the United States in the state of Indiana, in Company B of the 5th Indiana Cavalry, the 90th Regiment. I was captured near Macon, Georgia, the 31st of July, 1864, together with about 500 of the command. We were taken to Andersonville Prison. We arrived there on the second day of August, 1864, and remained there until the spring of 1865, when I was sent to Vicksburg, Mississippi. I remained at Vicksburg until sent on board the steamer Sultana, April 25, 1865. We started up the river and got along without any trouble as far as Memphis, Tennessee. There we went ashore for a few hours and got some refreshments. At the ringing of the bell we all went on board the boat again. The boat moved up the river a short distance to some coal barges so as to take on some coal. At this place I laid down and soon fell asleep and did not awake until the explosion took place. I received no injuries from the explosion, although the upper deck fell upon me. I got out from under it safe. I went forward and caught hold of one of the ropes, which was fastened to the bow of the boat. There I beheld a sight that I never want to be a witness of again. Men were scalded and burned, some with legs and arms off, and it seemed as if some were coming out of the fire and from under the boiler and many of them jumping into the river and drowning by squads. I helped throw out the large stage plank and intended to get on it myself, but so many men jumped on it I saw that it would not do for me to jump off then. I helped throw off everything that was loose, letting the men go as fast as they wanted to, for many would not listen to reason. In a short time the way was made clear. All the fear I had was that some drowning man would grab me and drown us both, and also the danger of my limbs cramping and letting me down. But it was not long until I knew I must go, for the fire was getting headway, and the boat was swinging around, which would bring the heat from the fire near me. I succeeded in getting a plank eight feet long and eight inches wide. I held it a short time thinking what was best to do. I soon made up my mind that I could swim better with my clothes off, so off they came. Then I threw the plank into the water and jumped in after it, and struck out for what I thought was the timber on the Tennessee shore, but the current took me down faster than I could go upstream, and what I had thought was the main land was the island. The mainland looked so far off when I looked back, and from the light of the burning boat I could see land nearer on the opposite shore, so I turned and took downstream, never trying to swim fast, only when I could get near some men who would try to get my plank. When these men would come near me, I would tell them that two could not be saved on a plank the size of the one I had, and for them to keep the one they had and follow me and we would get out safely. But no one got out where I did, some landing above and some below. I reached the shore about daylight, but could not wade, the water being over my head at that place, 
but I found a log as I was swimming among the timbers that was fastened to a stump. I crawled up on it and sat there rubbing myself until I was dry and warmer and had got the blood to circulate more rapidly. At sunrise a man came to me in a small dugout or canoe and took me to a steamboat that was picking up men below and some that were in the river. Those on the boat were very kind to me, assisting me onto the boat and giving me a place near the fire and a long-tailed coat to put on. The boat soon rounded and we came to the wharf at Memphis. The sight there was most terrible. The bodies of the dying, wounded, and scalded were to be seen on every hand. A lady gave me a shirt and a pair of drawers. After I put them on, my strength was exhausted, and I was carried to an ambulance and taken to the soldier's home. Resting there a short time and getting some coffee to drink, I got up and went downstairs and wrote a letter home. I then started out in the street for the hospital to see how many of my company I could find. I must have made a fine show with nothing on but a shirt and drawers, bareheaded and barefooted. I did not go very far in this manner before a clothier called me in and gave me a fair suit of clothes. I then went on, but did not find many of my company. Most of them were lost in the deep waters of the Mississippi, or had been consumed by the flames. As I have before said, I received no injuries from the explosion, but resting so long on the plank caused a double hernia, thus making it necessary that I should wear a double truss. I have been trying since 1881 to get a pension for this and other troubles, but as yet have not succeeded. End of section 137